Fine. Welcome to Ask the Amigos. This is the monthly show where Aaron and I answer all of our Discord community's burning questions. They'll burn you. We start things off with the one and only Pixels at Dawn. He yes, says, what him. fictional future device would you want in reality? For example, flying car, jetpack, etc. Let's see. You know what I'd like to have is a, is a teleporter. Mm, yeah. I drive 80 miles round trip every day mm-hmm. right? to a lab, a crime lab, by the way. And you'd think a crime lab might have a teleporter if they exist, but no, we don't got nothing. Mm-hmm. We're in an old bowling alley, if I'm, if I'm honest. But it's still a crime lab. So I'd like to have a teleporter. You walk in that sucker, bam, I'm at work. Plus, it'd be cheaper lunches. What That's about true. you? Holodeck. Holodeck's good. Yeah. Holodeck's pretty good. I, I, that's There's a, no possible way that everybody on Earth wouldn't be addicted to the holodeck if the holodeck exists. I mean, that would be the end of humanity, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Because, uh, because why would you go... It's like, think of the, the, the low-down things you could do in a holodeck. No one knows. Right. You know, and then you're, and why would you leave the holodeck? You could do literally anything you wanted. Plus, if you leave the holodeck, if you ever watch the old show... That's when stuff goes bad on you. Right. That's when Moriarty comes out or Genghis Khan or they get out and they're rocking the halls. Remember the Frank Sinatra-like character in DS9? Yeah. Vic Fontaine? Yeah. Remember when he was hanging around DS9? That's when that show really took a dive. Well, I mean, anytime something leaves the holodeck, that's dumb. And they're like, oh, it's this stuff's all done with force shields, so that's crap. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it would be cool if it existed. I'll give you that. That may be better than, nah, cheap lunches, boat. Mm-hmm. I'd go with a teleporter still. Christian Russell asks, which game across all of the Amigo shows have you both been most diametrically opposed? Oh, God. It's probably one of the best games you ever played. But you used that line ad nauseum on every platformer we've covered. <laughs> so uh, did, can you think of one where, we, uh, well, Lion King comes to mind. You love that, and I thought it wasn't that good. And then you badmouth me for hating it. Yeah, Lion King, but I'm going to go with one, because I'm going to go with one of your favorite games that I absolutely don't see why you like it all. All right. The piece of Bitmap Brothers garbage that is God's. If ever there was a game that deserved a bunch of doofuses and sunglasses standing outside of a helicopter, it's freaking God's. Into the wonderful... Yeah. Let's let's slap on some Eurodance trash on the front. Oh, now you're, you're... Folks. Listen. Don't maybe get over there. Listen, Gods is a cool game. I no. like that game. Listen, not everything has to be super speedy. That's the intellectual man's platform. Really? Because yeah. you're you're definitely not playing an intellectual character. All I can do is throw axes out of his neck. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be a cool power? Deny the fact that you wouldn't mind hitting suckers with axes. Don't deny it. You I know it's true. I okay. can't deny it. Enough can't said. Deny it. There you go. All right. Duncan Styles asks. Why do you think America spells it aluminum instead of aluminium when it leaves titanium, sodium, etc. alone? It seems to me that if you wanted to shorten the word, then removing an I was a wasted opportunity when an M takes a longer to write. Who asked this? Duncan Stiles. Well, Dunk, I'm going to give you the scoop. All right, we're Americans are we don't care. We're we're we don't have time for this stuff. Right? Pronunciations, proper spellings. You think Americans can spell? If there wasn't spell checker, we might as well write in hieroglyphs. I don't know what the hell we're doing. And and secondly, uh, you know, no one even talks about aluminum, aluminium. Well, we've heard of both. I watch the BBC. I know what's going on. We can figure it out. But yeah, we're not deleting letters. We'll just pronounce it the dumb way. That's the American way. I really think that it's it's all about, we like to shorten things as short as they can possibly be. Aluminium. That's five syllables. Yeah. Aluminum. Or in West Virginia, aluminum. That's yeah. three. Okay. Or shiny metal. They call that's it. right. Bendy shiny metal. That's only three. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think it's just a, uh, it's a, originally it was spoken shortly because somebody mispronounced it. Then we just started spelling it And that let's way. face facts. It doesn't matter how you pronounce aluminum or aluminium. It's always followed by the word full. That's, that's right. That's the way we pronounce it. That's all in West Virginia. <laughs> aluminum full. Oh, oh. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'll take it to the house. Doggy bag. Yeah. That's another thing that doesn't exist in Europe, by the way. What, taking stuff home from the Doggy restaurant? bags, yeah. That is what do you do with your leftover food? Leave it there and it gets thrown away. That's a stupid idea. That's why I live here. What if here? you pay top dollar for a bunch of steak or something? That's what you, yeah. That's what I'm saying. See, they need to, we're not, listen, we know we're kind of backwards, but y'all can learn a few things from us, mm-hmm. and that's one of them right mm-hmm. there. Pajaco6502 asks, what's the worst retro computer you've ever used? Oh, man. Uh, the Aquarius comes to mind. That thing's garbage. <laughs> I hated that machine. So, uh, oh, the, the Sinclair QL. I'm not real fun of that one. So that one comes to mind. Uh, the the Timex Sinclair 1000. That was no good. I didn't like that. Man, I've got more of these than I thought. What about you? Well, if we're going for straight as a computer, yeah. the Odyssey 2 can't be that The Odyssey's not the a list. computer, though. It's got a keyboard on it. That doesn't it. mean anything. What makes a computer a computer? Dude. Wait a minute, I, that thing that plays kids' cartridges has a keyboard, too, and it's not a computer. Come on, what try makes, something else. It doesn't have a programming language. It doesn't have any I.O. It it's got basic. It doesn't have an I.O. port. It doesn't have any way to save or load stuff. It's like a cartridge. It's a bad computer, try, man. Give me another one. Um, well, see, here's the thing. I don't use all the computers that you and the Brent do. Okay. So but I don't you, have... Listen, I, okay, I want you to be honest. Amongst the thing, even if it's a part of a show we currently use, which one of these things is the most irritating to you? And I know the answer, and you better say it, or I'm going to call you out right here on the show. Um, oh, well, boy, now I'm under the gun. Yeah, I'll put it this way. There's a sun dog involved. Yeah, okay, yeah, the, the, the ST the is Atari annoying ST. to use. It is annoying to use. And it's, we've got the we've got the souped-up Mr. version with all the preloaded crap, and we still can't get it to work. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know how much trouble I had loading Roadrunner? That's true, although I will say the 48K Spectrum with the keyboard commands, I would much rather just type load and then the thing rather than J and all that stuff because I didn't grow up doing it that way. The Spectrum looks cool, though, and it's Listen, so small. You can't knock the way the Spectrum looks. It's I one don't. of the coolest looking I, I like this. I like the 81, the, too. It's the, great. Yeah, the 48K, even the Plus 2 that I have is, is great. It's great looking. Oh, the Apple 2. That's another one I don't like. I you still have don't. to reset it to start it. Do all this other weird crap. It's just... it's. I mean, listen, it's old. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's what explains that. But I mean, but, it is what it is. Yeah. But I, I'll put that below the other three. I mean, now, the Paj- Aquarius was garbage. Pajaco asked, what's the best retro computer you've ever used? If you've got the hardware. The one thing I like about the Amiga is, for the most part, you put the disc in and it goes. I will say that. The Coco is another one. You put the disc in and it works nine times out of ten. But when he's asking what the best one is, which I would assume would mean the best overall experience. What's your opinion? But I'm, I'm, but I'm saying, if you ask for the best, not to which mm-hmm. one's the most convenient or whatever, right. that's part of it. What do you think? To me, it's the Coco, 100%, because of the SDC. The SDC makes the Coco a breeze. It makes loading any game you want an absolute joy. I will say, the setup I've got for my Amiga now with that auto-booting game thing, mm. it's, just, it's pretty much it's, it's Now, I will good. say, I yeah. will say with the FujiNet, with the Atari 8-bit, really, yeah. everything is great these days because yeah. of hardware, because yeah. of additional hardware. Now, right out of the box, the Amiga's probably up there just because so many games, just you put the disc in and it works. Yeah. But with add-ons these days... 
pretty much every computer, with the exception of the Mattel Aquarius. Is so, if, great. so take I/O and the ease of use. Which one is your? Which one do you think is just the most fun oh, across most... the board? Oh boy! Which one? And keep this in mind, because you grew up with the Atari. Mm-hmm. I grew up with the Coco, which is all well and good. But when you look at the set of games that are available for it. Uh, and you you load it up and have joy in your heart when you play it. Which one would you be? Well, it's hard to separate that from nostalgia, you know, because so much of the joy. Yeah, in but my a lot heart of these things you never played. Back yeah, in but the it's day. but it's looking down at the thing while I'm doing it. Yeah. and make it. So I'm going to have to go with the Atari Eight bit. But but if I had to choose uh, overall, I mean, I've had a lot of fun with the MSX. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah. There's a lot of real crap on there too. It's a it's a mixed bag. Have you ever have you ever fooled around the X sixty eight thousand much? No. If, if you've got a nice interface to load stuff up, but I mean, of course, you don't have to go in that, you know, Japanese DOS to get around. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of fun games that are well done. But you know, listen, I, I'm a homer. All right, I'm like you. I grew up with a computer. I love the Coco, and it fills me with joy to play it. Yeah. Right? But the one thing I can say is, if I sit down with the Amiga. There's a, a huge ton of games, and I'm gonna and if I go randomly pick some. There's a good chance I'm going to get something that's probably entertaining. At the bare minimum, it's, it's amusing. So I'm going to go with the Amiga. But it's a tough call because the Spectrum, I find a, quite a bit of amusement for this next Spectrum. The, uh, the Coco, I mean the uh, TRS-80 Model 2, the old, or the or the uh, Dick Smith System 80, that era, those those systems right there, I think those things are a lot of fun too. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to pick, but You know, we've got a couple answers from chat I want to read because we don't have our featured chat gimmick running on this particular oh, window. we're going to get that going. Uh, Duncan Styles says, for cheap thrills, it has to be the Specky. Uh, ben Radigan says, the best UI is the Archimedes. Man, the Archimedes. We That's haven't still... had as much playtime with the Archimedes. Yeah. I'd love to get sink my teeth into that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Happy Coding ZX says, Specky has more than 10,000 titles and about 9,000 of them are either weird or crap. Well, thankfully, Happy's in there trying to even out the ratio. That's right. That's right. All right, Aaron. Our next question comes from the one and only Christian Russell. He says, given the Amigos have dedicated shows to the Amiga, Atari ST, TRS-80, Spectrum, and 1200XL, when will John succumb to the inevitable and start a show for the mighty, mighty C64? Well, I'll tell you that right now, Christian. As long as Sprite Castle is kicking around, there's only one C64 show that you need to be listening to. Yeah. You can't improve on perfection. And here's the thing, too. Like, the C64, Flack has his whole lifetime to draw upon. He wrote, he literally wrote the book, mm-hmm. right? Commodore. Uh, he, and plus, he's He's just good. He's good at anything he does. Uh, and honestly, the C64, we're not as high on that as a lot of people. I'm not a bad mouth, and I've played get some good games in there. And the homebrew for it's whoop off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's t- number one with a bullet. Oh, yeah. All right? You can't knock that. Uh, and so that they're taking that machine. They're squeezing every bit of power you can out of it. Uh, and I will say, if we were ever to do a CC4 show, there's plenty of untapped stuff, because we haven't played a ton. Mm-hmm. I had friends that had CC4, so I never had one. And to be honest with you, I didn't think a whole lot of them at the time. That's when I had the Coco. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It just didn't do it for me. It took forever to load stuff, you know, back in the day. Uh, so... I don't think we'd be the pair to do it, but I mean, you never know. We you never know. I never thought we'd do an ST show. I can tell you that right now. So once the ST show came online, all bets are off. <laughs> David Hearn Ryder says, what arcade game did you put the most money into and what kept bringing you back? 
Oh, jeez. Well, go ahead on that. I got to think about it. Boy, I put a lot of money into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Put a lot of money into X-Men. Yeah. Big six-player X-Men. Yeah. A lot of those beat-em-ups are just they were big made quarter munchers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've put an awful lot of money in Donkey Kong over the years, so much so that I bought one. It's sitting right there. Um, and I tell you, I paid. I put a lot of money in Street Fighter Two, uh, the original. Me and the Chud used to play that thing. We'd just go in there with whatever money we had. Did you ever do the thing where you put your quarter up there? And do- well, yeah. Well, do you, most of, you know when Street Fighter Two was a real big deal, they would have multiple. Mm. So you would really have to. It wasn't too you bad. You would have to wait around. So and really, a game like a fighting game like that. If you do that, you're because the whole premise of it is you're fighting the next comer, so it's sort of frowned upon for that one. Uh, but uh, yeah, those are good. Uh, I saw Curtis mention Moon Patrol. I played. I used to play that a lot. Moon Patrol was another one I played. I played a lot of them. Asteroids, believe it or not, Asteroids was a game I played a lot because it was really the only thing around for a while. So mm-hmm. I played that a lot. Space Invaders too. You know, what any, I would play. It, there was a time when early on when there were no arcades. And you would play whatever game was there. And so when I go to Hex department store, they would have Boot Hill and Space Invaders. Dad, give me a quarter. I'm going to play some, we'll play some Boot Hill at this time. So those games got a lot of my money. But yeah, Turtles, X-Men, those probably got a good chunk of my money because they had took so much money to play. Right. That was when they'd really honed the art of fleecing you to a fine. And you wanted to, oh, another one, Bad Dudes. Mark Fixum, I'm a big fan of Bad Dudes. I played the crap out of that back in the day and spent a lot of money on that one. Another one at WrestleFest. I spent a lot of money playing that, too. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of other people chime in on the chat. Uh, Happy Coding says uh, Kung Fu Master. Uh, we had Canadian Retro Things says Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, man. Uh, Spy Hunter from Pajaco. Amiga Viking 3000. Oh, he was talking about Retro Hour trolling the C64, which, <laughs> I, which I approve. I approve. All right, Aaron, we move on to our next question. Chris Folds asks, yeah. have you ever injured yourself playing video games? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on your perspective. I've, I've mocked the Brent so much that he attacked me while playing <laughs> video games a bunch of times, and vice versa. Uh, but I have uh, I've hurt my hands, wrists. Uh, you know the old uh, uh, joystick hand yeah. thing when you Pac-Man grip it for elbow. a long time? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, usually your hands... I've worn it, you know. I've got a um, skin issue, as you know, and so it doesn't take much for me to, to cut my fingers. Mm-hmm. And I've cut them endlessly on playing stuff on like the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, where you stuff where you, you have to use the, your fingertips on stuff. So yeah, I've many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Well, Mario uh, Mario Party, the original Mario Party for yeah. the N sixty four. Yeah. There was a there was a game where you had to take that analog stick and do this number. Yeah. And I wore, I mean, it was down to the bone, I felt like. I was, I was wearing it down. And re- eventually, in Nintendo, they actually sent you gloves. You could order a glove from Nintendo so you could do this and not destroy your hand. But you know, yeah. I, I thought of a couple more, too. By the way, Pixel says Wii, Elbow. Yes, that Wii, those Wii games. We'd play baseball and stuff, and I'd see Hose play that. And I know he hurt his arm or golf. Or boxing on that. You, that's another one you can hurt because you're not usually used to doing anything. Right. Another one I've got to bring in here. There's two, really. Track and field. That game, I've hurt myself at home and in the arcade trying to play that. Or decathlon. Mm-hmm. Those oh, games where yeah, you got to go like that. definitely. And then games in the arcade where you use the track ball. I've got my hand, Pinch, the yeah. skin caught in those track balls, mm-hmm. and that hurts like the dickens to it get does. that done. Yeah. And the ones that come to mind are Crystal Castles, uh, Marble Madness. And I played it. Someone had done a track and field game with track balls. 
that was the worst because oh you were trying to. You I can't imagine. Because yeah. you know when you get a trackball, the good ones mm -hmm. where you can just kind of go like that, and what you would happen is on one of those swing throughs, you wouldn't get enough uh, altitude in your hand, and so it would stop right here, and it would just catch that skin on the back of your oh hand my and just gosh. rip it right into the machine. Mm. Brutal. That's no good. Yeah, that's no good. Bob Sterminator asks, "Have you always remembered to check yourself before you wreck yourself?" No. <laughs> Have you seen me? What do you think? No. What about you? Never. No. Never. Never. I always wreck myself and then feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Paul, boss man Harrington asks, mm. did you ever compete in or did you ever complete an arcade game when you were a kid? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned a couple. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X-Men, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Cowboys and Moo Mesa. Mm -hmm. Have you ever completed a non beat -em up in the arcade? Well, a, a lot of them weren't right. completable. Right. So, like, have you ever beat Street Fighter in the arcade? Oh yeah, you Street Fighter Two, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Street Fighter Two, all the fighting games. Uh, uh, Street Marvel vs. Capcom, where you beat. There's the one where you fight Onslaught, and the one where you fight Apocalypse. I beat all those. So yeah, or Mortal Kombat. But of course, you can sort of buy your way to the top. But like Mortal Kombat, the AI in that is super cheap. Mm -hmm. I never. It's one thing I never liked about it. Uh, so that's a tough one, but I mean, if you get so far, you sort of have to pay the money to get there. But yeah, I'll be those. But those, if you're talking like a a, a kill screen or something, God no, no. no. Now I, there are games where I can just play infinitely, but I mean, you're not really beating it. Just it's, it doesn't have an end. Right there you go. What right. about you? Um, never. Now I mean, aside from beat 'em ups, which you literally yeah. can't lose at if you keep on putting money into them, uh, I've never beaten or even come close to beating an arcade game. Bad dudes, I beat that. Plenty of times because I saw that uh, Happy mentioned RoboCop, which I never beat. But it, again, we mentioned this last night. RoboCop and Bad Dudes are like brothers. Data mm. East, they they're very similar graphically. I prefer Bad Dudes, uh, but yeah, I've beaten Bad Dudes many, many times. That's another one. That's I mean, it's a beat 'em up. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, this is a question. Oh, let's see. Uh, follow up to a couple of other questions. Uh, did you ever apply any cheats to keep playing arcade machines without buying more tokens? Does he mean like cheats to get the quarter thing to work, or cheats I think in so. The game? I don't know of any. Or maybe maybe both. I don't know of any in-game cheats to keep playing arcade games. There are tricks that you can do. Some depending on certain machines to get like extra quarters. Like I mean, there's, listen. Everyone. Did you ever do the old chewing gum with the string routine? No. Well, no, because that didn't work. But we did. Like I successfully ripped off a bill changer one time. I've told you that with tinfoil. Uh, no, that's not true. I didn't do it tinfoil. It was a with a bill folded the proper way. It was the one you slide the bill in. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things you used to see all the time on the uh, BBSs were like how to rip stuff off. Mm -hmm, right. You know, the text files, the hack files, and there was always these ones where like you'd rip a dollar in a certain place. And you'd bend the corner, and you'd put that into the dollar changer, and then you would get your quarters, and the money would come back. Oh, man. Right? I did that one, exactly one time. It never worked again, including with the same dollar. Uh, and uh, But in terms of, like, some arcade machines that had a rep, if you whacked them in the right spot, you could get them to give you a, 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 an extra game. But, I mean, if you've got to consider what is an arcade machine, why does it give you quarters? A quarter passes through a leaf switch, that clicks that give that tells the game that you've added a token, right? So what you've got to do is come up with a way to get something down in that slot to hit that switch. It's not easy, you know, and it's not something you're most places I was at, they're not just gonna sit there while you take a file or a straw or something and start jamming it into the coin slot. So I never really had the uh, uh, the location it would take to rip these games off. Right, right. 
But sometimes you'd come along and the door would be open. You ever had that happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, what do I do? You know, get in there. Well, and the problem is that when I was at, that definitely happened to me before I saw the door open. I didn't know enough to know what to hit. And so I I would look in there and I would just kind of press on things and nothing was working. One time I did it, this was at Pipe Stem, okay? Yeah. And remember the old game room at Pipe Stem? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I just shut the door and I was just like, that you didn't it. even bother pulling with it. Yeah. You know, my buddy, our good friend Shane R. Monroe, your good buddy, he's got a story about ripping his pack, I think it was a Pac-Man machine off, and it had one of those glass bezels in it, you know, and he, the trick was he had to whack something. He ended up breaking his chatter and the bezel ended up. So, <laughs> so what a trick. It's not, well, yeah, it didn't go too good. So yeah, that's not something you would normally get a chance to do because the arcade owner would come and murder you. Mm. And you'd kick, get kicked. And plus, I was a timid child. I wasn't going to rip it off on it. I needed an angle to try that. Right, right. Uh, this is a question from David Hearn Ryder. He says, do you remember when Commodore were marketing the, C- the CD32 and said, kids want microcosm? <laughs> do you think that's the biggest lie ever told? Well, you know, th- uh, if you ask the Brent, that's his least favorite game we've ever covered on ARG, ever. And we've covered a lot of garbage on that show. I don't hate microcosm. It's, it's uh, an interesting game. That uh, allays graphics over like so, sort of a pre-digitized background. It's mm. not the best. Let's face facts. <laughs> but I mean, listen, there were far bigger atrocities when appear on the CD32 than that. You know that we played a lot of them. Mm. There was a lot of duds, and the CDTVs got atrocities that are are exponentially worse. <laughs> you know, so I mean, a Commodore. Let's face facts. They they used a rant D20 and a, and a table to generate their ad campaign. It's like, bam, your kids will love. <laughs> Let's see here. Microchasm? <laughs> Write it down. Let's do it. That's it. I wonder why we're out of business. Yeah. Weird what how happened? that happened. Um, this is a question for me to you, Aaron. Oh, is this on the list? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever wanted to find something so badly that was so unlikely that when you did find it, you felt like you had a hand in willing it into existence? True love, folks. Well, thank you. I love you, too. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I hate you. No. Um... Well, read that one more time. That was I was planning my line, so I, <laughs> you were you were busy being funny. That's right. And boy, I really pulled that off. That was time well spent. Have you ever wanted to find something so badly that was so unlikely that when you did find it, you felt like you had a hand in willing it into existence? Yes. In fact, it's Amiga related. <laughs> you know, I, I've mentioned I loved, I loved Dragon's Lair. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I was obsessed with it as a kid. I still am to a certain degree. I just love that game. And I desperately wanted to play it at the house. And it was, I wanted it so bad. And Coleco advertised an addition to ColecoVision that was going to play CD games. I was like, this is it. I'm going I'm going to get this. Well, it didn't, it didn't work. And then Coleco took a nosedive, and that was into the end, thanks to the Atom. And so my buddy had the Amiga, and I, and I thought, I still love Dragon's Lair, but I didn't know anything about the Amiga. And he showed me one time, he loaded up Dragon's Lair, and I thought to myself, my God, my dreams have come true. And that was instrumental in me getting an Amiga. That's That one game was basically the reason I bought the Amiga. I had to have it. And I never thought it would happen, because at the time, Dragon's Lair was so, uh, uh, to me anyway, was so advanced mm-hmm. that there was no physical way this could ever be brought home. You know, now look at us. We do everything at home, but... Uh, at the time where you didn't have any good computers, you didn't have anything that was in full full color, 
You know, the fact that you can play this cartoon game on your TV, which I couldn't fathom it. So I would say that. What about you? Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, I knew, well, I wanted to have a Beatles songbook, okay? I just started playing guitar, and I was like, man, my parents were not what you call huge Beatles fans, but they, I mean, they they were around, you know? And so in the in the closet where like there was a bunch of old stuff, right? I was like, I bet if I take everything out of this closet, there's going to be this Beatles songbook. In the back of my mind, I was like, you're crazy. There's no way this is going to be possible. I was like, I bet there is. And I dug in at the very bottom of the closet. There was a Beatles songbook that wow. I've never seen before. And I seriously think that I physically willed that into existence by wanting it so bad. That's dandy. And how do you figure it got there? Like I said, I just. Mind power. Did your family keep a bunch of songbooks in the closet? There was a bunch, yeah. So the sheet music closet. You uh, know, every family has a sheet music no, closet. No, none of them have that. Oh. We didn't have one. Oh, right. I got a closet with a bunch of sheets in it. That's it. Well, yeah. Linen closet. Oh. That's what they call them. Yeah. How many different sheets, pairs of sheets do you have? I don't know, two. Yeah. We only have two. Two per bed. No, I feel I've, like that's all you need. I've got some, but it's just you have to dig them out. Mm-hmm. Because the linen closet, it's also, it, it's a shared closet. How do you fold a fitted sheet? Not well. Not well, because they got those thingies on you them. You know what I do? I Wad them up. This. That old, stick. Yep, yep, that stick. And then you yank the mic right <laughs> off. Yep. <laughs> then I sing some glorious. Oh, man. You know, I think, you know, you willed that Beatles book into being. Mm-hmm. See, that was not good for the rest of the world. <laughs> That's true. That's what that, sent me on my musical yeah, path. Yeah, and then we've had to listen to you cover obscure Beatles songs for the last few months. Andy Craig asks, you probably have a beloved system from your youth. What was a garbage product from the same company that infuriated you or was just highly disappointing? From my youth, eh? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, listen. Uh, let us I just mentioned them, so I'll talk about it. Everyone loved the ColecoVision. It was King Dong. Like, it was the next generation up for the 2600, and it was awesome. And this, the games for it were great. And then they released the Atom. And I have an Atom. Uh, in there, but the Atom was an absolute unmitigated disaster. In fact, I'm going to put it above the uh, the Aquarius, which was also an unmitigated disaster, but uh, this brought down a, a very successful company with ColecoVision. Uh, Mattel was still around after the Intellivision bombed. It just got rid of the Intellivision. I mean, it, this killed Coleco. It killed them. And they were a very good company. So, I mean, I would say that was an unmitigated disaster that took down the whole company. And I was real impressed with the ColecoVision. And I guess now that the Atom, has, they've, you know, here we are in 2022, they've, they're working on a cartridge for it that is very similar to the one you have for the Atari. And so there's a chance that maybe these Atoms could get a real nice, fresh lease on life. That would be fantastic. But I mean, the, the problem is, they even when these things were released, the return rate on them was like 47%. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So they were poorly manufactured pieces of garbage. Yeah. And even if your thing worked, it was no good. Right. So that's the one that comes to my mind quickly. For me, it was the the, the Super Nintendo going into the Nintendo 64. Um, mm, you know, I yeah. loved the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And I was all on board the Nintendo hype train. I got Nintendo Power. I was reading EGM, all these other things. I was seeing Nintendo and Sony to make a new CD-based console. And I saw yeah. those... They sent Did you out, actually see that news when you were a kid? Yeah, because I didn't know anything about that until yeah. years. Well, years I was later. I was you know knee deep in the old Nintendo ness, yeah. and uh, of course they sent out like Final Fantasy VHS tapes and things, and I was like, man, this is going to be great because I was all in on the JRPGs. Yeah. Then the Nintendo sixty four came out, and it was just meh, meh. you know if you were a fan of Japanese role playing games, you were not on board with the N sixty four. I still bought it. 
And I tried to pretend to like it, but right. it was a huge Well, I mean, it had... The, uh, Mario was great. Yeah, Mario was great. But, I mean, the yeah. joystick for that thing is amongst the stupidest things I've ever seen. Yes. I know people love it, but they're wrong. Yeah. It's no good. It looks like a trident, a dumb one. Putting those... Ill, I mean, the button layout... The buttons themselves are dumb. The system itself... You, you're... The N64 was just behind the... It's just... Like, it was typical Nintendo... They were keeping around technology. One, they kept it around one uh, generation too long. Mm-hmm. Like the age of the cartridge had come and gone. Which is I, funny because we're back to the age of the cartridge again. Well, sorta. I, I mean, mean, that's all an SD card is—is is a cartridge. Well, yeah, but I mean, clearly, X, they can hold a, a ton more data right. than those. Right. You know, the N sixty four. I know uh, there's a, a resurgence in the in the popularity of it, mm-hmm. but I mean, you go back and look at the library for that thing. Yeah, it's in some ways the Saturn is very similar. Listen, I just got that new Saturn gimmick. I've got all the games. Mm-hmm. I'm flipping through the games and I got them all right. Well, guess what? A lot of the games weren't that good. All right, newsflash. Now I'm sure there's plenty of Japanese content I haven't touched on, but I'm in America. Right. right? So what we got, you can see why this thing got killed. Mm-hmm. Just it's second rate stuff that's been it was better on the PlayStation. You know, the the first party stuff wasn't that good. Nintendo. Was sort of the same way. Like they weren't at their best when the uh, N64 was out, and so you can see how both those systems they held on to something a little bit too long, and, and ultimately they were passed. Right. You know, and it took Nintendo a while to recover from that because even the GameCube didn't exactly wow people. That's right. You know. That's right. Uh, Chris Folds asks, which of these classic TV shows would you reboot? Manimal, Auto Man, Starman, or Wizards and Warriors? Okay, I don't know what Wizards and Warriors is, so no. Starman. I never. I remember the movie. I don't remember there being a. Is show. it based on the Bowie song? No, no, no. And then Auto Man and Manimal. Listen, Manimal is hilarious, but you got to reboot Auto Man. Auto Man was a fun show. It was a. Is of that time. the one where the the motorcycle spins around? No, and that's off? Street Hawk. Oh. Auto Man was about a. It was sort of like, it was a computer generated man who was Auto Man. Right, automatic man. He was a computer-generated guy. Did he exist in real? He time? exists. Yeah, and he, but he had a body that looked like the Tron people. It was like a oh, okay. And then he had a guy. He had a, a, a like a buddy called Cursor, and it was, Cursor was just floating uh, a shape, like a star, almost like a snowflake or something, like a like a you know. You know what his 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 Spanish. Uh, sidekick name was L Cursor Boy. Oh God! Anyway, Cursor, he'd be like Cursor. I need the auto. Mo- I need the auto car or whatever. And it, Cursor would go and he would draw the car in like vectors. Oh! And then you get in the car. And Autobahn's car, he didn't turn corners like a normal car. He'd go like this. He'd be going down the road and it instantly go. Boom. There was no turn at all. And it, just it, like a Tron vehicle. But the best part is he had a his buddy was like a cop or something, and he was riding the car. And so whenever he turned a corner, they would show the guy go like, "Huh!" He was slammed up against the side. You're winning me over on auto man because I'm he was because he was turning this thing at full speed, forty five degree turn, and the guy would just be smashed up again. I guess the auto car didn't have a a seat belt system right. in it, so and that was one of the running gags. But the this cursor can make a helicopter. He can make all kinds of stuff. And Auto Man can always, you know, he knew everything because he was plugged in, you know. It was a cool show. Uh, it, it died before it should have because it was expensive, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it was, listen, it was dopey. But it was fun. I, I'm fully, uh, I, I'm behind it. So you, you would, it would be Auto Man. Yeah, I, and I will say Manimal, it didn't run that long. I mm-hmm. mean, Auto Man got a full season. I don't think Manimal even got a full season. It mm-hmm. may have. But I mean, I didn't get to see all the episodes. 
but it was it was uh, amusing. It was an amusing show. Mm. Come on, Mark. At least it was funny though. You mm. got to give it that amusing. David Hearn Ryder asks, Aaron, have you forgiven Boat yet for saying he would wipe the Amiga 500 from history back in the February 2021 Ask the Amigos podcast? Who said this? David Hearn Ryder. Listen, David. One thing I've learned about Boat over the years is Boat is an extremist. All right. And so if someone might say, I'm thirsty, can I have a glass of water? Boat would be like, I want to drown in the ocean. All right. So when Boat says something real stupid, I mean, and he said it today. He said so many dumb things today. So when he says something that stupid, I just no-sell it. Because he's not being controversial. He's just, he's out of his mind. He's an extremist. He thinks everything's the best thing he's ever done or the worst thing he's ever seen. There is no in-between. It's one of the two. Defend yourself. You're not wrong. Okay. There you go. I mean, he's like this in real life, too. (laughs) He'll go buy something. He's going to be like, listen, this new hobby... X is the best hobby I've ever had. It's good. I'm getting rid of everything else. This is the X is the new thing. And it like I'll be like, so how's X gone? I'll be like, oh man, I sold all that crap and sent what was left back to Amazon. I'm out of that. X sucks. That's the way Boat is. He's there is no in between. That's right. That's right. Pachaco sixty five oh two asks, which video game character or mascot tastes the best, and what do you imagine they taste what? like? Wow, that took a weird twist. Mm-hmm. Say that, read it again. Which video game character or mascot tastes the best, uh-huh. and what do you imagine they taste and like? Who wrote this? Pajaco. That's a weird question. Go ahead, bud. I've been talking. What do you think? Which one of these guys would you like to eat? Pac-Man. Tastes like peeps. Yeah, he might. Yep. You know, and he's been eating a lot of fluffy things, mm-hmm. but, yeah. we but we don't know what the dots Animals are. Animals, they taste like what they eat. That's what I've heard. I'm going to sit here and ponder this for a minute because I'm thinking of all the mascots that would also be tasty snacks. There's Alfred Chicken, right? He comes to mind. Are there any, what about guys that are based on totally on like candy? Like what? There's no candy-based things. There's got to be somebody out there that is, is a candy. Pick says, Pick says Cool Spot. Cool Spot kind of looks like a Smarty. I don't know. Cool Spot, though. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not even. Because he seems like a dude. You know, like if you kill a bird... Alfred Chicken doesn't seem like a dude. No, he's a chicken. Well, you could kill him. Cool Spot is a round disc. Yeah, with but sunglasses. Still, he has sidious. You can't kill him. <laughs> you know, Roadrunner's too thin. Uh, you know, plus I have to catch him. I look like that geek, the coyote. If it was the game, it wouldn't be that tough. Just throw some stuff. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say, who's the fattest, slowest animal in the, all the pantheon of games? That Donkey we play? Kong. And I'm not gonna eat monkey. How about uh, Pingo? I think I could catch him. He's you. You think you would eat Pingo over Cool Spot? What personality does he got? The dance? Yeah, that's all he's got. Listen, if he dances, he romances. Listen, if he's dancing, you know, after you score, after the finish third level, mm-hmm. he dances. That's when I strike because I know, when, and I would take one of those ice blocks, shove it into him, and then what I do is I saute him, and then I sprinkle a little of those snow bees on top. Now we have some good suggestions. RMC Retro says Dizzy. That's that's obvious. That's obvious. <laughs> Dude, but he's got a face. Duncan Style says James Pond. Um, <laughs> he's got a face too. Pingo ben, doesn't have a face. Ben Radican says the Cool Croc Twins. Not familiar with them. We miss we haven't played that one yet. Frogger. Oh God. No Beast says Zool tastes like a chicken-like substance from an alternate dimension. <laughs> At least Zool was in a candy world there at first, so he might have eaten some candy. Then what? Who was sponsoring Zool? What, what, who? What game was Lucasite or the sponsor? That, yeah, that, that's Super Frog. Wait a minute. What's the game sponsored by the Crisps? 
that's um, um, out of this world. Yeah, no, They're not out of this world. It's something like that. Out of your mind. No, it's uh, Curly Quaver is the guy. Is it, was that a? But he was a guy. That's yeah. not a, he wasn't a. He you was, wouldn't need him. Yeah, no. I don't know how to principal I might. I don't know. <laughs> Booyan. Yeah. That's a good choice. Curly <laughs> Colin. Curly Colin. He Curly Colin was in the Action Biker. That was you wouldn't want to eat Action say, Biker. Pingo or Pooyan. I would say Curtis, that's a good call. Pooyan, Happy Cody. Because he just grill him up. That's good eating. Yeah. You ever eat ants? No. No, I don't. You're gonna love the way they tickle. What about what about ant like creatures or people that represent ants? What are they? <laughs> Cubert tastes like a chocolate orange. Bam. <laughs> I don't know. He's got that one big... step beyond. That's what I was trying to think of. Think Thank of you, the Fix. big weird nose on Cuba. What's in there? Like we don't candy. know. No, I don't think so. Snot. Nose candy. There. Snot. Nose candy's not tasty, boat. Mm. That's gross. <laughs> um, Batman asks, "Do you prefer? Do you prefer 1942 or 1943?" You know, I never liked either one of those. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, I've I never guess 1943 is better. You know that beginning in 1942. <laughs> <laughs> that plane sounds like it. It reminds me of my old Chevy Nova, you know, plane form. It's like, well, what do you do to survive? Well, I could do a slow backflip. You know, how do we win that war? Right. I can't figure it out. That's what we had. Yeah, yeah. Get that out. David Z says, "Are you worried about baseball this year?" Oh man, you. My kids playing baseball. So he he wrote this question. The strike's been resolved. So yeah. there, will, there will be a season, so no. I've got something to talk about that when it comes to baseball. My kid had baseball practice directly after the show last night. I hustled out to find out that my that his grandmother couldn't find the field. <laughs> so I had to direct her to the baseball field. And he, got, he got to practice 50 minutes late. And then they ended like 20 minutes later. Oh, by the way, it was like 40 degrees with a wind chill of 15. But they were in the right place. They were behind the middle school, right? Yeah, but she went to the wrong field. And she didn't bother to check the other one. Well, who would? Yeah. <laughs> Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, asks, In 1999, were you ever concerned about the Millennium Bug buildup? Yes, absolutely. You were a working man then. I was, uh, I'm still, well, yeah, I've retired. I forgot to tell you, this is what I do now. <laughs> Goof. No, I was I was working hard then, too, and I was worried because, uh, you know, I thought there was something to it because I knew I had worked on stuff that had the flaw mm -hmm. when I was in school, and I was like, man, there's a lot of this old crap still around. It, we, this could be a problem. I didn't know how it was going to go. And so, plus I'd watch this Leonard Nimoy special where he talked about the horrors that were going to occur and how to prep for was it. Was that part of In Search Of or was this a different this was, thing? No, well, In Search Of had been off for several decades <laughs> by then. So, yeah, no, not a part of In Search Of. But, you know, Leonard Nimoy did other stuff. He didn't just do In Search Of for 50 years. What else did he do? He did stuff like the Y2K bug video. <laughs> Was that a direct home video? It was. <laughs> it was scary. So, yeah, I watched that, too. But, no, you know, the next day when nothing happened, I'm not going to lie, I was mildly disappointed. Yeah, well. Um, and, I, no, I was not concerned because I was 18 and I had other things on my mind. Girls, drugs, and sex. I, oh, I mean, I was just playing video games all the time. Did you um, really have that stuff on your mind? No, I was playing video games okay. all the time. Okay. But you tried to sound cool? I tried to sound cool. That's a fail. Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, asks, If the early bird gets the worm, why do good things come to those who wait? You ever eaten worms? No. You get a chocolate-covered worm. You ever had that? You never heard of that? Well, that's like a gummy worm, though. No, they've got real, like, worms. Who is they? 
I think the French. I think are the ones that I think that. Did it. <laughs> this is like that ants. SNL bit. Did you ever see they the SNL ants. bit where they they lampoon the vaudeville circuit when they do the ethnic bits? No. Oh, okay. Well, I don't we watch SNL. This is old. This is funny. from like the oh. early nineties. Uh, if the early bird gets the worm, what was the last part of that? The, the, if the early bird gets the worm, why do good things come to those who wait? That is a conundrum, isn't it? Well, because you can wait, but be early for waiting. Yeah, that's the way I see it. You show up early, and then you wait. That's the funny thing about the baseball practice yesterday. Granny was a half hour early for practice. She sat there. Practice started on the other field. She didn't move. So she did it. She was, she was waiting for the good things. It didn't happen. So bad things could come to those that wait as you well. You were the good thing. You rolled up. No, I was the I was the pissed off thing. That's what I was. I was standing out there in, in sub zero weather, watching my kid play ball in a, in a giant triple layered sweater. Were you wearing shorts? Are you kidding me? You think your knees are cold? <laughs> Laurent asks, "Can we ask the Brent questions? If the Brent is here, you may ask him you questions. Could, he can ask questions, and if Brent's not here, I can tell you what he would say. Okay, I know him. bam." Pajako says, what's the new mini computer or console you would like to see made in the future? Well, what's left, Boat? It's the ZX Spectrum. Yeah. That's what's left. Yeah, it's the Spectrum. That is the next uh, logical mini computer. And let me tell you something. All right. There's no, we'll make a smaller one first. Like, no, that's, you're, no. you're an idiot. You're making the dead flesh you make, as though, You make it just the same size. Right. All right. Here's what it does. You ready? It plays ZX81 games. It plays Spectrum games. And you just look. There's none of this crap. Like, let's nitpick like four or five. No. You put like 70 games mm -hmm. on this thing. Yep. You put them on there. Load this sucker down mm -hmm. with all the classics. Yep. You know? And you don't have to worry about WHD or any of the... Like, just crap. put tap files on put it. Maybe add a joystick. Put USB ports in the back of that right. sucker. Yep. HDMI port. Yep. You know, people would want this. Now, you know, the ZX Next came out, right? And that's great. Got all this additional stuff, but most people don't care about that. If you said, "Listen, here's your new ZX Spectrum Mini," right? Mm -hmm. It's exactly the same thing as the ZX, except all the games are built in. It's got a USB port, two of them on the back, one for joystick and one for. It's a got USB a real slick. Drive. It's got a real slick save state system, just like the new Amiga Mini. How many of those would you buy? Six? A million. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, that's it. Coco Mini would be a close second, but the Coco. I like having the full-size uh, Coco there. Yeah, and of course, Amstrad, that's definitely up Wait there. Wait a minute, here's a question about the ZX Mini. So here it is. Do you put a better keyboard on it? No. Because you can? No. But I mean, that was one thing that was horrible about But nobody's going to be typing their school reports on this thing. You make it well, exactly the yeah, same as it used to be. It may be expensive to get that kind of weird flesh. Listen, that flesh is a dime, it's a dime a dozen. Is that what? Okay. They sell it at Home Depot. I saw really? it today. What's it called? What's Dead the flesh? <laughs> Just get a bit, just get a side of it. Wow. <laughs> BS, no, sorry, skipped Chris Folds. Which oh. do you prefer? Boots that make you fly or gloves of infinite strength? I'm pretty strong already, you know? Yeah. I, I won't argue with you. So I'm going to go with the boots of flight. Yeah. You can always go with the boots. Listen, if I had anything that made me fly, I would choose that over anything else other than the power of invis invisibility. What do you picture boots of flight? What kind of style of boots? Well, we were talking about the uh, the Highlander. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not what was his name? The guy in London that was a contemporary of Jack the Ripper. You talking about uh, uh, Spring Hill Jack? Spring Hill Jack. Spring Hill Jack. That's what he had. You know, I would like to see something. You know, like uh, the. Uh, uh, the funk era of music, mm -hmm. you know that gang. I like to have like the, the Bootsy Collins, boots, like yeah. the big with the with the 
with the wings high, coming yeah. on the orange. And then the wings flap. That's right. Yeah. And then that's when you fly. Yeah. That would be cool. And if I could get the afro in. Make it happen. That should be part of the powers of the boot. That's but right. I wouldn't feel that's right. That's the stretch goal for this Kickstarter. That's the I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> pitching in. Just like the freaking mouse. B.S. Bennett writes, Recently, we've seen a lot of older consoles and computers get new game releases, whether it be ports or homebrews. Are there any systems or computers you would like to see new games being produced for that don't have as wide of an active community? First of all, I want to acknowledge Ricky DeRosha, the Vectrix Mini. Yeah. That's a close second. That, that would, would be, be awesome. That would be great. Games that, so play, systems that don't get much attention but need more homebrew action. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Go ahead. I'll think about this. Coco, 100%. Well, I mean, Coco... There's, like, th there's three guys that make games for the Coco. What about... No, there's a lot more guys no, than that. By the way, guys. I'm involved in one of those there's games. There's Nick Morantes. There's the guy that's making your game, and there's the guy that made Nightmare Highway. No, they got more. That's it. That's... Okay. That's no, but there's, you haven't been paying attention on Coco. Listen, I'm on Coco Talk every week. Yeah, but week. you're drunk off your butt. You can't tell what's happening. Well, that's I true. I watch the show. There's tons of guys working on Coco stuff. All right, so I'm, I'm discounting that. You're dumb. Okay. Try again. Try another system. I mean, for God's sakes, we got this right here. I got to be honest with you. After watching Frodo's NES homebrew spectacular, oh, man. that's a system that needs some. You some, stole some my thunder. Challenge. That's what I was gonna say. Because <laughs> those games look double A garbage. That Frodo's Frodo's stream really opened my eyes to how poor the NES homebrew is. How can yeah. they? How can that get dropped bot so thoroughly? It's crazy that the games looked so bad. So we're in agreement. We're yeah, in agreement I, I, that's what I was gonna say. So you made the right call eventually. Mobius says, Ooh. would you rather go on an expedition to the Barrier Peaks or a descent into Avernus? Avernus. Well, let me tell you something. I know what he's talking about because those are D&D &D modules. Oh. So, Expedition to the Barrier Peaks is the, is the correct answer. Oh, I'm, I, so I totally misread that. Yeah, what did you say? I, I, I thought it was, would you rather go to two different places on Earth? No. Okay. The Expedition to the Barrier Peaks is a great, a great I've read this adventure many times. Because it's an adventure where your D&D &D party goes to investigate this thing and they end up inside of a UFO. Mm. It's great. So that picture sounds cool. Of me, it is. And what's great about it is it's, it came with its own uh, visual aids. So they've got like all these guns and stuff that aliens would have, but you don't, the D&D &D people don't know how to hold them. <laughs> they shoot themselves. <laughs> there's robots. They lock you in these jails. And there's, there's this room that simulates you going into space, so the characters think they're locked on a UFO, they're flying in space, like, ah! <laughs> that's awesome. It's great. Why it's don't we play D&D? &D? 50 shows. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Flack asks, how many states have you visited? How many countries? Well, you, I know I've been to uh, two countries, which is uh, Mexico and Canada, and the U.S. I've been to all the states on the east side of America... You've been to, like, New Hampshire and stuff? Yeah, I've been all those. Maine, I've been all of them. Vermont. I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so we, we were up and down a lot. Uh, I've been to Texas. I've been through uh, Arkansas. So pretty much everything. And I've been to Vegas, but we flew there. So I don't count things we flew over. So I would say everything from uh, the other side of Nash, every, the other side of Tennessee to California, I've not seen. You know, uh, uh, Utah and... Uh, uh, the Dakotas uh, uh, and uh, Oklahoma. I don't think I was ever in Oklahoma. Uh, Arizona, New Mexico. I haven't been to any of those places. What about you? I've been to uh, pretty much all the states that I want to visit, except that's for not two. an answer. Will you you let me finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Uh, I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. I've never been to Oregon and Washington. I've been to California. I've been to Nevada. I mean, it would take me forever to list all the states because I've been to almost all. But I mean, you, the way you phrase that, you've been to every the states you wanted to go to. That seems like you're bad mouthing some of the states. Well, yeah, of course, I'm bad mouthing some which of the states. Which states do you not like? I hate all the Dakotas with the what? burning fire. There's only passion. two. Why do you hate them? Because just look at Dakota. What a stupid name. But I mean, tons of people are named that. Yeah. What I hate about those Montana? Too. Do you hate them? No, I don't hate them as much because that name's on a What about Washington State? I can go I can go for that. So I'd love to go to the Pacific Northwest. I'd love to go to Montana, big sky country. Um, but I've still never been to like all of the like Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire. Cold up there. Yeah. I mean I've been And Illinois. Are you kidding me? I've been to you know, I've been to I've been to Chicago. Yeah. Um oh, been to man. Illinois. But uh you know, most of the time when we travel, we go abroad. We don't concentrate our travel in the United States because everywhere is pretty much like do everywhere you, else here. And all, really, yeah. realistically, do you actually have states that you just hate out of for no good reason, like the Dakotas? Well, you I don't mean, really hate the Dakotas. I don't really hate them. I just kind of dislike them. Why? Because they seem boring. Well, you live in West Virginia. Yeah. Do I want to go to another state like where I live? Yeah, good point. But right. here's what I've learned by traveling around these great United States. Yeah. There's not that much diversity. If you really want to go somewhere different, yeah. go to a different country. Um, yeah. But I, I've been to uh, the majority of the countries in Southeast Asia. Um, I've been to, I'd say, maybe like a third of Europe. Um, Ooh, a third. See, but, I've, never, I've never been to overseas. But uh, there's still tons of places I want to go. There you go. Very good, boat. Me too. Um, Boat Fest uh, Europe, yes. Europa. Super like Tech Boy asks, if you had Thanos' gauntlet, who would you snap out of existence? Now, I just figured out what this is, because Eep and I just watched that Civil War, or not Civil War, but Avengers movie. Yeah, what'd you think of that? It's long. Yeah, it is. And it's, not, and it's like 30 of them. You yeah, all build up. yeah we're, we're currently watching the last one after he's already snapped everything out of existence. You know, I read the series this is based on, mm -hmm. and I didn't like that either. What do you think of Thanos as a guy? Not that much. Yeah. I liked, I mean, he was, the guy is that played he really, good. Is he Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No. Because I, I always thought it was what? like him with like CGI strap. No, it's him. uh, it's the guy that played, uh, uh, what the hell's the guy's name? He was the guy that played Hell, uh, the Hell, uh, Hellboy. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was also Beauty and the Beast. That guy, the real ugly guy. He's always the freak that they put a bunch of makeup on. Mm. He's good. Someone will tell us his name. What would you snap out of existence? Oh, boy. Well, I don't want to get political here, but I can think of some. I think a particular guy right off the top of my head that I wouldn't mind seeing go away. Uh, but uh, screw it. I'm gonna say it. I'd like to get rid of Putin right now. Get him out. Sorry to anybody that likes him. Uh, but uh, there are plenty of po political figures I'd get rid of. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in a different route here. Uh, I'm going to try to go down uh, Ron Perlman. Thank you, guys. That's him. I would get rid of him. What about you? You know, it's it's really it's really hard to think about because, like, say Putin. Say we snap Putin out of existence. Yeah. How do we know there isn't a Putin Junior waiting in the wings? It's oh, a million times worse. Certain. That's the that's the old Hydra gimmick. You right. cut off the one head, and yeah, that's right. The thing. So. Uh, that's a tough question. I'd probably, uh, I'd probably snap. Gee, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough question to answer. I don't have an answer. For I mean, you. there are so many. By the way, I would not get rid of Ron Perlman. That was a joke. He, I like Ron Perlman. Is he the guy that wears the glasses? He's the guy that plays the. Uh, he he plays the uh, Thanos and oh. all those guys. Did you? When I said that, you didn't know who he was. No. Did you ask? Why? Well, like why? Would I thought I we. I him? thought we'd already moved on. No. Um, it's tough to just get rid of somebody 
wholesale. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're you're getting rid of somebody. Right. You know, and they're like, you could say, like, I get rid of Hitler. But you're right. You know, we don't know, like, super Hitler might be sitting around mm-hmm. waiting to really get busy. Right. You know, so I, that's something I have to ponder that. Ask me that next Amigos question time, and I'll come up with an answer. Will do. Too uh, hard. Chris Folds asks, have you ever been in a helicopter? Yes, I've been in one. I didn't ride in it, but I've been in it. Yeah. They had a helicopter over at the park. On on uh, it was like uh, fall festival. One no, of those it was things. ambulance. It was like ambulance day. It, it was. It was like they had an ambulance, a fire truck, mm-hmm. and I took the kid over when he was real little. They're like, yeah, you could get in this stuff. So me and him got in there. It was pretty cool. That's cool. You know? I've never been in a helicopter. Uh, Pixels of Dawn asks, what's the most unusual mode of transport you've ever used? Oh, uh, man, you remember those railroad gimmicks? He got like, mm-hmm. I was on one of those one time. Um. You had to use the sound too. <laughs> the hand car. They always need oil. They do. What, mm. what about what's the worst thing you ever rode on? Man, sometimes you know I'm a teacher, right? Yeah. And so sometimes when it's uh, when there's no kids, I take one of those scooters from gym class. You yeah. know what I'm talking about the ones that sit real low to the ground with yeah. the four wheels. I take that thing down the hallway, baby. It's great. You know what you ought to do since you got you got these kids, right? Mm-hmm. And like, let's say two of them can't pick you up, right? right? But probably like a whole band full. Mm-hmm. Get one of those thrones like Caesars oh, had, and then have them literally carry. I you should do that to for the, the competitions. And yeah. Stuff. In fact, you can be a part of the of this, of this field show. Yeah. They literally march around. <laughs> There's a color guard, right? But they don't have flags. All they do is cart you around. That's true. And you're directing from the field. Yeah. Now that's a winning that's idea. That's a winning idea. Do it. Next season. Uh, Christian Russell asks, "What film have you seen the most times?" If the answer is Star Wars, what's the next film you've watched the most? It's not Star Wars. It's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've seen that countless times. I was there every Saturday for years. Yeah, that's watching a tough that one film. To so I've I've watched that thing. I would say second place would be something like The Big Lebowski. I would be up in there. Uh, um, Airplane, Airplane, Airplane Two, Naked Gun. Those would also be up in there. Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein. Those, but I mean, Rocky Horror probably above all those. Mm. I've seen The Sandlot more than any other movie. I've never seen that. I used to watch it like once a week when I was in school. I'd come home and just throw it on. Yeah. Um, second place probably Napoleon Dynamite. The scene where he dances is one of the all-time great yeah. scenes in film. And that's going to do it for this week's oh. or this month's edition of Ask the Amigos. Remember, if you support Amigos on Discord, any of our shows on Patreon, you can. Uh, join our Discord server and you can ask us a question that we will answer next month. We want to thank the huge crowd from RMC Retro that joined us. Thank you, Neil, for the raid. We appreciate it and uh, we hope that some of you guys will stick around and uh, watch us every Friday night when we record Amigos Everything Amiga. We do a show about the ZX Spectrum called Iris Sinclair, The Coco Show, which is a celebrating gaming on the Tandy Color Computer, the Atari ST Show, you know what that's about, and, of course, 1200XL, all about Atari at Big Gaming. We do about 16 million podcasts. Hey, let's put over our new channel, by That's the way. Right. we got all these people here. For the love of God, I'm begging you. Go over to YouTube. Please, drop a subscribe on the Amigos Stream Team. Three words, Amigos Stream Team. We're putting all of our streaming content on there. I did a stream last night, Bode, in case you missed it. It was called Retro Steam. It was playing games that are sort of retrofied games that were available in the Steam uh, format, the Steam platform. And I looked at stuff including uh, the Wings Remastered, which was a lot of fun. 
chaos, the chaos remake, which was a lot, which was great. Uh, Super Frog HD, your personal favorite, and a bunch more stuff. But we do that kind of content all the time. Plus, we got Jack Flack, who puts up all of his sprite castles and his uh, like a DOS streams, and of course our good buddy Frodo and L, who puts stuff up. And plus yourself and the Brent and anyone else in the community that wants to do some streaming, we'll put it up there. Yeah. So it's Amigos Stream Team. If you could, please give it a sub. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Until then, adios. adios.